Is Dak Prescott holding the Dallas Cowboys back? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we got a bunch of Twitter questions that we're going to continue to answer today. And this first one is from Nick. He wants to know, is Dak Prescott holding the Dallas Cowboys back at this point? Now, we're not going to treat this like those debate shows that you watch in the morning when you're working out at the gym. We're going to try to have a nuanced discussion uh, here. So what do you think? Do you think Dak is holding them back? I think this is a very nuanced conversation. I think we should start with the idea that Dak is a very, very, very good quarterback. You know, and and I think that we need to start with the fact that Dak is a top ten quarterback in the NFL, and and that's, you know, that's not really what's in debate here. Because I see a lot of the debate seems to be, you know, Dak isn't a very good quarterback. Dak can't do this. Dak can't. I think if Dak is is you know holding us back from winning the Super Bowl, uh, it's it's more in his. Um, I think I think honestly it's more in his contributions to the playbook than, than a lot a lot of his play on the field, you know. Um, and I, I think his there has been a times in the past where this team has been <clears throat> how should I say this over reliant on feedback from players uh, as opposed to uh, having a coach to tell the players what to do. And 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 I think which is ironic because the teams that have had the most success with the Cowboys are the teams that have dictated. Uh, what the, what the way things are going to go for the players, right? The Bill Parcells, the Jimmy Johnsons, the 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 Tom Landrys. These guys, uh, uh, they didn't cater a ton to the individual players, and I think that's where we've had issues. Is that and and I, I have been a proponent of Dak trying to uh, be more involved in, in design of the offense and 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 those aspects of it, but I, I think it's time to consider the idea that you know there needs to be new voices in that offensive room. There needs to be fresh ideas in the offensive room. I think that Dak can, can operate as the quarterback in those new ideas and in those uh, fresh schemes and that sort of thing. Um, but, I, but I think that right now, the way that Dak may be kind of holding back the Cowboys offense is in his insistence in kind of staying in his comfort zone, which – I think the comfort zone is the enemy right now, right? Like I think that's where we are as, 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 a, as Cowboy fans is that we're not, you know, arguing whether or not we can create a good team. The Cowboys have created several good teams over the last decade. The problem is, is that the Cowboys can't break through. And as long as they're only good enough to entice you to continue to keep trying to tinker with the current formula, you'll never get the chance to blow the whole thing up and rebuild it into 
what you need it to become in order to win a championship. And that's what I was going to point out. What specifically is Dak holding you back from? Because he's not holding you back from winning double-digit games in each of the last two seasons. He's not holding you back from even winning playoff games uh, at all. I mean, last year he played unbelievable in the playoff game against Tampa Bay. He's not holding you back on offense to where you're, you know, the average league average scoring offense. In fact, I believe since 2019, the only team that consistently scored more points per game than Dak are the Kansas City Chiefs under Patrick Mahomes. What we're talking about is, is he holding you back from going from a really good team to a Super Bowl champion team? And I think you're right. I think they need, I don't know if it's a head coach or an offensive coordinator or whatever. They need somebody that's going to push Dak a little bit outside of his comfort zones to make him a better or rounded, well-rounded quarterback. Yeah. And that's, I think, I mean, if you want to, if you want to make an argument that Dak Prescott is in some way kind of holding the team back, I think it's that, right. Is that there's too much coddling going on uh, uh, with what he wants and what he needs in the offense and, and less about, you know, what's working in the NFL, right? Like, and, and, you know, I understand that Dak came up in a, in a Linehan Coriel based system. So there's a lot of concepts there that he's, comfortable with and frankly that was the case with kellen moore as well i mean they, he also came up in that system and there was a lot of the Corey, there's a lot of coriel stuff in that system as well the question now becomes is you know we've done the tinkering thing so many years in a row now just kind of slightly alterating this and slightly altering this and it's produced very similar results sometimes a little bit better sometimes a little bit worse at what point are we going to be tired of being at this tier and willing to sacrifice i mean there is sacrifice like that's the other thing i want to make be clear here. we'll talk about what would have what would have to happen if we wanted to move on from dak there, in order to kind of get to that next spot there's going to be sacrifices and loss and that all that stuff has to happen um so i i guess the point becomes at what point do the cowboys feel the pain enough that they're willing to go through the desert to potentially find you know the the super bowl at the end or will they just continue to try to slightly alter the same game plan over and over again until I don't know, Dak becomes too old for this to work well, anymore or, you know, let, let's do dies. it. Really, we, we got a question here. Um, what does an off ramp look like for Dak, Dak Prescott? I'll, I'll run through the options really quick. Yeah. Obviously he's going to be your starter for the rest of this year. There's, I mean, why wouldn't he be? And he should, let, and let, he let's should be, be clear. He should be like he, he should he, be. There's, that there's totally a chance that they turn this around. They totally prove us wrong. That is absolutely within the realm of possibilities. But but what from what we've seen so far, like it would be foolhardy for us to not at least have a yes. conversation about what it takes to get to the next. Level. It, and uh, again, I'm a, if the Cowboys make the playoffs again and win a playoff game and fall short to the Eagles or the 49ers, I still think you give him another chance because it's really hard to get to a 10, 11, 12 right. win team every year. But if the Cowboys go eight, nine, and miss the playoffs, at least. Then you have the conversation, and here's the conversation. Dak has one year left on his deal after this season. His cap number for the 2024 season is $59.4 million. He has a void year in 2025 where he counts $36.4 million against the cap. If you trade or cut him straight up, he would cost the Cowboys $2.4 million against the cap in 2024, but it would save you – 37 million ish in 2025. If you did a June 1st cut, you could save 34 million on next year's cap 
um, none in 2025. And if you wait till just this contract runs up after the 2024 season, that would be a $36 million cap hit on the, on the books in 2025. And then you're pretty clean after that. I, I want people to like, listen to what Marcus just said and realize that the reason we're reciting this is not because we're looking to throw off ramp deck. I think this shows you exactly the kind of scenario that the Cowboys are in right now with this. Like it's, it's, it's ugly, right? Like it's, the Cowboys. It's a two-year window. Yeah, and, and and all of this was kind of hinging on the idea that the Cowboys would re-sign Dak uh, for next year. I mean, the, you know, ongoing contract talks have been are probably still going on. So, is it possible to off ramp from Dak? Yes, it is. We'll talk about some of those possibilities, but I, I want everyone to be aware of exactly how much pain that this is going to require financially in order to kind of do create the separation. And frankly, the Cowboys need to have like a plan if that's the case, because if you're getting rid of Dak Prescott, let's not go into a reload situation. Like you're, you're losing cap space and a player. They, they should lean into it and, and fully take the opportunity to kind of rebuild things here. You and I talked about the, talked about the numbers before the show and both basically came up with the idea that, frankly, the, the, the best case scenario, if you're actually planning to do this, if you actually decide to go through this, would be a trade uh, to, to, to some team that needs a quarterback. You know, the, the, the problem is, is that you're going to take a bath in the, the compensation uh, because, because you're trading away his contract, not just the player. Uh, and, and all the people that got upset about, you know, some of the Amari Cooper trade stuff, yeah. as far as compensation, were probably going to be really upset about the DAC compensation if he gets traded. But again, this is about trying to get this money off the books more than necessarily getting compensation for that player at that point. Um, and you know, it's, it puts you in a situation where you're still got whatever $40 million or whatever it is in 36. dead money on yep. your cap, $46 million on dead cap on your space. You don't have a starting quarterback and you don't ha- and you have maybe an extra second or third round pick. It's not exactly enticing. No. Uh, but if you're that's why you need to Dak kind to work of, out. That, that, yeah. You got you got to figure out a way to make Dak in the offense play better. I mean, that's really as simple as it is. That's the best case scenario. Get Dak back to playing the way he was last year, and hopefully even a little bit better. Because otherwise, the options are pretty bleak. Later, I want to talk to you about the safeties because the Cowboys' safeties really struggled in Week Five. We will do that next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, each week we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. It's Matt Stafford. Stafford has been passing a ton all season long for the Rams, but recorded his first two touchdown game of the season in week five against the Eagles. Now that Cooper Cup is healthy with Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwal, this is a awesome wide receiver core that could have an even bigger game at home against the Cardinals pass defense. Sean McVay has his veteran quarterback rolling and Stafford won't disappoint in week six with his young receivers balling to help Cup. Stafford has quickly become a rejuvenated fantasy asset for 2023 and bigger days are coming. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. 
And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or dive alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know about the Locked On NFL kickoff live show. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchups, your fantasy lineups, and your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Lockdown NFL Kickoff live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on any Lockdown NFL YouTube channel. All right, Lena, let's uh, let's answer some more Twitter questions. We've got a couple uh, about the safeties. A couple of people want to know, did the Cowboys make a mistake giving Donovan Wilson and J. Ron Kirst deals? Both players uh, really struggled in week five. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's easy to be upset with the play after uh, one week and, and, and to kind of retroactively go back over contracts and stuff. Um you know, I feel like Curse maybe. I mean, Curse has had some issues. I would say multiple weeks now. Wilson, I'm less concerned about. I, I think you know he's still working his way back from a calf injury. He's you know still trying to figure things out that way. He's probably not 100 percent healthy. I think that Wilson has been up and down, which is, I mean, that's not even Wilson. I, I I just feel like Curse. We just haven't seen it from this year. I will add into that. Curse and Wilson are almost exclusively second level players. And it's really, really hard to judge how good your second level players are when you face a Shanahan deep offense. I mean, they just, they manipulate that second level. That's, that's, that's his superpower is manipulating the second level to, in order to create big plays. So uh, I, I do agree that I think curse has been very, has been disappointing. Uh, and that we haven't gotten what we were expecting out of him. And I guess I understand now why that uh, he didn't get another deal this, this off season when maybe he was expecting one, because yeah. it just feels like the decline is real there. Um, but I, I think Wilson, uh, Wilson is what he is. I think, you know, uh, he's a uh, high variance uh, player. It's just, yeah, he's he a high variance player. And, 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 and you'll, you'll take the, the, You'll take the penalties as long as you're getting the uh, the big plays as well. I, I would like to see a couple more big plays from Wilson so far this year. Um, but I, I I know that they will come. And I, I think Wilson, it's like he's got to clean up the stupid penalties, though. That's that like that was I, I feel I understand that that was kind of borderline, but you're about to get off the field on that third yeah. down. And well, the taunting one by J. Ron Curse also like it, it didn't end up getting accepted. But it what are you doing? Why are you standing over a receiver taunting for several seconds after a play? Yeah. yeah. I, and then the offsides. The too. offsides one, I, I just don't get it all. I, here, here, the curse deal, especially, was not a bad deal in hindsight because he it got. Yeah. He, last year, he played well when he was healthy, and the number's so small. So I get it. Yeah. 
The yeah. Donovan Wilson one's a more expensive deal, but it's hard to judge it because he got hurt in training camp, base, missed the first three games of the season, and then he got hurt again in this one. So, I mean, yes, hindsight is twenty twenty when it comes to injuries, but we haven't seen him fully healthy yet to make an accurate assumption of where he's at. My thing is, I think Dan Quinn and the rest of the Cowboys coaching staff maybe needs to adjust some of these snaps. I don't think J. Ron yeah. first is somebody who you should just write in pen for 95% participation in every game, regardless of opponent. I'm, I'm pretty tired of seeing Israel McCombie's name on the inactive list. Weekend it makes out. no sense. Yeah. And, and, and I think that especially with the way the curse is playing, you know, we've already got Thomas active. I mean, look, that that's the thing that I think is frustrating here is that, you know, you're one of the few teams that have options here. Yeah. Right. Like you've got safety depth. If you don't like one of those guys particularly well, I understand he's a verbal leader on this defense, but I don't care. Get get a guy out there who can play. Like you know, you, you can rah rah and with your 25 snaps as opposed to 40 snaps. Like I, I I you know I just we need guys out there who <clears throat> we need guys out there who are just gonna be where they're supposed to be. That that seems to be the problem on offense and on defense is that you need some more reliability out of these players. The Cowboys previously have had very young teams in the past, but somehow have found ways to get reliable play out of those young players. Think about Deron Bland. I mean, Bland was not, it was a rookie fifth round flick stick starting out in corner playing at a higher rate of man coverage than probably most veterans in the NFL. And did he get burned a couple of times? Yeah, but he also led the team in interceptions. And beyond that, too, he was reliable. And I think that's the thing that we're missing from some of the veterans on this play. Michael Michael Gallup, like, come on, man. Just do the simple part of your job. Curse, do this. Line up correctly, Curse. Like, it's it, don't taunt the guy who's on the ground when you've well, got and, off the field. And that's the thing. Like, if you're going to beat a team like the 49ers, you need your role players to do their roles and not hurt you. And to, for a couple of those guys to step up, and for the most part, all of your role players were either negatives or just disappeared uh, on yeah, Sunday. It wasn't, it wasn't even just like they were zeros. It was like they were negatives. They, they were, were, like, they were In Gallup's case, he was a negative because you are force-feeding him the ball, turned into an interception. You threw a YOLO ball. I was watching it today. They were – they were the Cowboys the first down and 10 from their own two yard line. And they threw a YOLO ball down the sideline and Gallup just jogged his route the whole time. Like there was no effort to try to create any separation. Yeah. I mean, again, while you're throwing a YOLO ball from the two yard line on the second drive of the game or whatever it was, that's I mean, another did, question. They did it last right? year in the playoffs to CD lamb and CD lamb created separation and made a big chunk play. Gallup acted like he was just out for a jog like that. There was no urgency in the route at all. Why are you throwing that play to Gallup? I don't know, but yeah. And maybe that's it, right? Is that now it's time to see and and each of those guys have an analog, right? Now it's time to see more Israel McCombie. Now it's time to see more Jalen Tolbert because uh, you know, uh, if, if you're going to make rookie mistakes, I'll play the, I'll play the young guys, man. Like it's the, it's the old, you know, uh, uh, Think about the scout, who the guy that runs to first. You got two guys who run to first at the same speed, one with perfect form and one with not so perfect form. Which one are you pay- taking? I'm taking the one without perfect form because I can make them better and speed them up. That's where we are with these rookies. You know what? Yep. They may they aren't they aren't as seasoned. They aren't going to make uh, they're going to make more mistakes. But if my vets are making mistakes like that, anyways, I'll put the rookies out there and then hope for the upside, and we'll get better play out of them because. You need reliability, and yeah. if you're not getting it from either side, then play the young guys. 
Um, really quickly on Michael Gallup, can I read you his cap numbers the next three years? I wish you wouldn't. I'm yes. going to anyways. Yeah. Uh, 13.8 million in 2024. Uh, you okay. can cut him and save 800,000. In 2025, 15.8 million. You could cut him and save 7 million. 2026, uh, or sorry, uh, yeah, 2026, 15.8 million. You know, I mean, honestly, wide, by wide receiver numbers, by the time that that rolls out, that may not be unreasonable. But the problem is, is that you're not getting consistently good no. Michael Gallup play. I think you, you know, look, it's not like we haven't seen Michael Gallup play well since the injury. I think he had a really great game the other day, uh, the yeah. other week. But but it's about the consistency. It's not yeah. there every game to game. You know, we need a higher need. floor. You know. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's answer another question about Stephon Gilmore. Somebody wants to know: Does he look good, or is he showing signs of being washed? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical uh, offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in the case of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, Landon, our last question here comes from Tag. He wants to know, based on your guys' film study, is Stefan Gilmore playing well or is he showing signs of being washed? <laughs> it's not always very binary guys like sometimes it's a it's a scale of things uh i think he's been fine i That's exactly I, what I, I, think, yeah. I, I mean listen uh, again i hate to be the only guy providing context in the cowboys twitter at times but let's remember that you know digs got injured right yeah. and that changed all the angles on everything Stephon gilmore came in here with the idea of being cb2 facing the alternate you know wide receivers on everybody's team uh and that you know got uh, uh put in the sack pretty quickly uh because of the injury to trayvon Diggs. two games since, yeah yeah and so you know he he basically has since played pretty well the cowboys pass defense overall has it's not like they've been eaten alive i mean the san francisco game was probably more of a case of that but i don't even know that a lot of that was stefan gilmore it wasn't the corners fault i think the corners yeah. played fine in that game it was really the safeties and the linebackers they the cowboys played so much zone in that game and they just they killed them he's i mean he's averaging i think less than 50 percent of his targets you know at him converted uh, you know, his pass, the passer rating against him is not very good. He's got an interception. He's got several pass deflections, you know? Yeah. He's been good. Like, I don't, I don't think he's, uh, he's been, he's the solid. least of your problems. He's been solid. Teams. Plus yeah. He's, he's, he shouldn't even be mentioned at this point. Yeah. Like the, the list of things that are going wrong. Uh, he's not even on that list. You know, when they, when, when they tweet out the list of, 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 of laundry list of problems, Stefan Gilmore should not be on that list no. because I think he's played, has he exceeded expectations? No. no. Has he met no. expectations? I think so, considering the fact, again, that 
his I, the, I, the whole idea of him coming here was the excitement was around him being the second cornerback. He got thrust into the first cornerback, and guess what? He's doing fine. It's it, the Cowboys aren't getting killed through the air uh, by by their cornerbacks. No, I, I, that's exactly the way I feel. Like, is this the best cornerback room in the NFL? No, not anymore. I think they had a chance to be with Diggs, but they are doing well enough to to win you games. It's just. The safeties and the linebackers and the defensive tackles have been all up and down depending on the week. Now we'll see against the Chargers. I'm curious to see how the Cowboys match up with them because there's no Mike Williams. Keenan Allen is their number one receiver. He plays exclusively in the slot. Yep. So how do Jordan Lewis or if they want to play Deron Bland, how do they match up against the Chargers? I want to see, but it's just not a spot that like, keeps me up at night worrying about it. like trust me there's a million other things to worry about besides stefan gilmore right no now. And, and besides the fact that also like you know the passing issues <laughs> if your pass rush is playing the way it's supposed to be playing then this is not as much of a problem the no. reason san francisco was able to throw the ball over the yard was because purdy had all day to throw the ball right. which that's the issue that was the like that there's no reason with our defensive line that should have happened. They're supposed to be the, the tip of the spear of this team. Uh, and, and you know, they didn't play like that uh, in this last game. All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. On tomorrow's show, we've got another crossover. I know it's a little bit early with the Cowboys playing a Monday night game, but uh, a really good conversation with Locked On Chargers guys over there. So make sure you check it out. We, we might have talked about Kellen Moore a little bit. I was going to say uh, whether the Cowboys <laughs> miss him or not. Uh, so make sure you check that out. We are free and available on all platforms. Check out the show on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter or X or whatever you guys want to call it. Now at McCoolBCB, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.